welcome to the Days with Jade podcast. This podcast is going to be the first of a new selection of episodes that I'm going to do every Tuesday called True Crime Tuesdays. So they will involve solved or unsolved cases, maybe some conspiracy theories, some mysteries, and I'm just going to relay cases back to you that I've discovered. And if you would like to get in touch and maybe recommend some cases that you'd like to hear about, then please do. My Instagram is at Days with Jade Flannery. Now, before we start, I would just like to put a disclaimer out and say that there definitely is going to be some graphic content in this. We are discussing a crime of a very violent nature. So for anyone under the age of 16, maybe even 18, please do not listen. And for anybody that may be triggered or squeamish and and doesn't like to hear this type of thing, then that is what this podcast is going to be about. So I would recommend that you just switch off and that's totally fine. You can pop back on any of our other podcasts and they will be our normal, usual schedule. It's just on Tuesdays, we will have the True Crime Tuesday podcasts. Okay, so with that out of the way, I'm going to jump right in. Now, I'm surprised I hadn't heard about this case before I started to research it. I came across it randomly and I literally thought I must have been living under a rock because how had I not heard of it? It surrounds the app TikTok. Now, I'm pretty sure that most people listening to this will know what TikTok is, may have used TikTok or seen videos being made or shared on TikTok, particularly through the lockdown. I feel like lockdown one, TikTok kind of boomed and it seemed like everybody was using TikTok. So this is the case that I'm going to call the TikTok case because it basically was discovered on TikTok and because of TikTok. And I'll explain why. So back in June of this year, two teenage girls from Seattle in America downloaded the app Random Nautica. Now for anyone that hasn't heard of this app, I hadn't either. So I'll just give you a little bit of background on what the app is. So the Random Nautica app uses a quantum random number generator to give you a set of coordinates for your local area. So the app is marketed with the slogan, explore your local area with a theme in mind of what you would like to find. So it's advertising manifestation and you know, the law of attraction. So again, for people that don't know what that's about, manifesting things into your life. So thinking of it hard enough that it ends up materializing. So this app kind of works on the same theses of manifestation, but also just like it says, random number generator, almost kind of guided from the universe, if that's how you'd like to say it. So you type in where you live and you input what you would like to manifest from whatever it is you're going to find at the location that it sends you. And then the app will then send you back a set of coordinates for somewhere in your local area. Now, there's been many of these videos. They actually started to take off on TikTok. So people would film their coordinates and where they ended up and what they found at the locations that they ended up. So there was one where they found like an armchair in the middle of the woods. There was another one where the girl found a mirror and it had, now it's your time or it's your time, something like that, don't quote me on it, but it was a mirror with like a positive quote written on it in this random location of her local area. So look, do I think that it's a surefire app that works? I don't know, for as many stories as there are where people have turned up and found something, there's also just as many where people have turned up to the coordinates and found nothing. So take it as you will, I'll leave that one up to you. But back in June 2020, so June of this year, like I said, two teenage girls from Seattle used the Random Nautica app and it gave them a set of coordinates that sent them to a beach in Seattle near where they live. Now, they filmed themselves walking along 
along this beach and stumbling across two black suitcases. And you can clearly hear them in the video saying, oh, I wonder if the suitcases are stuffed with money or, you know, maybe there's something inside them. So one of the girls went over and opened one of the suitcases. As soon as she opened the suitcase, it was pretty obvious that there was a large black bag crammed into the suitcase and there was an overwhelming smell. And it was actually the overwhelming smell coming out of the suitcases that prompted them to phone the police. After the teens had phoned the police, they continued to document their story. And it was around three hours later when the police arrived and by this time the tide had risen. So the suitcases had kind of floated out to sea and they had to get scuba divers to claim them. Once they had the suitcases, they opened them up and found that inside were human remains. I don't know if it was down to the TikTok videos, but later on that evening, Seattle police actually did release a statement confirming that they had found human remains in two black suitcases along the Seattle beach. As you can imagine, the teens seemed to be really traumatised and they actually filmed police at the scene later on that day. Now, of course, once the police had discovered there were human remains within the suitcases, they set about figuring out who the human remains belonged to. And after completing their autopsy, they found that there were two victims one male, one female. The male's name was Austin Wenner and he was 27 and the female was Jessica Lewis who was 35. After notifying the families, the investigators set about trying to figure out who would want to commit such a heinous crime against this young couple. Now at this point, if you're anything like me, you're probably thinking about the Randonautica app. And you're probably thinking, surely somebody at that app must have known that those suitcases were there. Maybe they're responsible for them. You know, case closed. And that is exactly the line of thought that the police first had until they actually contacted the app and were told that no one that worked for the company had any idea that those suitcases were there, much less what was inside them, and also that they had no power over what coordinates were going to be generated through the app, and that it was a random generator and basically left up to the universe to decide the coordinates. So although this may sound like just the craziest coincidence, it actually does turn out to be just that, a crazy coincidence. No one at the app had anything to do with it and no one at the app knew that was what was going to be found. And the company wanted to make it really clear that no one at the app actually generates any of the coordinates that are ever issued to any of the app's users. Family of the couple said that they were just so madly in love and that you rarely ever saw one without the other. And Jessica was actually a mother to four children and they just said they were a really great couple and that they actually had seen them at their home not many days before their bodies were discovered. So the family didn't seem to have any inkling as to who may have wanted to kill them or anyone that would have had a motive to do this. So investigators then started to look and speak to the neighbours of the couple and upon doing so they found that a few neighbours had reported that they'd heard shouting and gunshots coming from the couple's residence 10 days before the bodies were found. One resident actually reported that she had heard a man yelling 
please don't do this, just let me leave. After the neighbours had reported this, of course police responded, but they got no response when they went to the residence. A witness did tell detectives that she had gone to the residence on the 9th of June in the late evening hours, and she stated that she had seen the outline of a figure of a person under a pile of clothes with what looked like a bloody arm sticking out of it. Now, They were renting a room and the rooms labelled everywhere as the blue room and the the young couple were actually renting the room off of a man called Michael Dudley. Michael Dudley is 62 years old and it was found from investigators that he had wanted the couple to leave and not rent the room from him anymore and that they were having disagreements about this because the couple... I don't want to say they were refusing to leave. I don't know. Not much has been released about that yet, but they were definitely in some kind of dispute with their landlord over them still living at the residence. And this witness that had gone to the residence on the 9th of June actually told detectives that it was Michael Dudley, the landlord, that had seen her at the residence and that had seen her, that it was actually Michael Dudley that she had seen when she went round to check on the couple. And he had told her that she needed to leave because he had to clean up mess. So when she returned to the house, she asked him what happened and he told her that his gun worked and his didn't, which is a really weird thing to say. Like, you know, a neighbour's turned up, they are obviously just checking because they've heard gunshots and yelling and they're met there by the landlord who says that she needs to leave because he's got to clean his mess up. And then when she asks him what's happened, the landlord replies, his gun worked and his didn't. It's just bizarre. So Dudley, of course, Michael Dudley, of course, was interviewed and he told detectives that the victim stayed with him during the COVID quarantine period. And he said it was just the three of them, but he admitted that the victims did stay in the blue room at his house. He also told them that he charged them $1,500 a month in rent, but they were not able to pay it. And he admitted to having arguments with both of the victims. He stated that he owns a nine millimeter handgun and it was in his vehicle that they had arrested him in. The investigators, of course, gained a search warrant and went and checked the couple's room, which is, like I said, labelled as the blue room. And inside there, they did find gunshots and bloodstains. And when they asked Michael about the blood that was found in the room, he said that Jessica had cut herself before and when asked if the blood was hers, he said that he didn't know. He also said that he couldn't explain the bullets or the bullet holes in the room, but investigators could see that it was clearly obvious the room had recently just been painted and cleaned. So at this time, the police did charge Michael Dudley with the suspected murder of Austin Wenner and Jessica Lewis. So currently, he is awaiting trial. He was arrested back in August. He hasn't yet faced trial, but he is the main named suspect at present. One of Michael Dudley's ex-girlfriends actually came forward and spoke to a news station and said that he definitely had had a violent past. They dated on and off from between 2002 and 2016, and she said that he was known to be a violent man. So he currently is arrested and his bail has been set at $5 million, but he has not yet been formally charged. So as it stands, this case currently is quite a quite a short one to report on because it's just happened, it's so new, and they did find the suspected perpetrator quite quickly. Usually, well not usually, but in a, in a lot of the cases that I look into, 
it takes a, a bit longer to find the suspect but that's who they think did it that's who they think killed them and I guess now it's all about awaiting trial and seeing if he is found guilty or not from my research there's no other suspects on the police's radar no one else that they can think of that would want to do this to the couple so that's where it stands like I said this is quite a short one moving forward I preempt that they'll get longer the cases will get longer but I just wanted to do this one because I was so shocked like I said at the beginning that I hadn't heard of this case I hadn't seen this case that was crazy to me considering it had gone so viral and all over social media the actual TikTok video has now been taken down from TikTok at the request of the victim's family which is obviously completely understandable and the teens that uploaded the video have taken it down so it's not available to be seen anymore but in the time that it was on TikTok it did go majorly viral and a lot of people saw it so that is the end of or the end for now of this tiktok case and who knows maybe in a few months i'll be able to do an update podcast and let you know that he's gone to trial and give you a bit more information about exactly what happened that's it from me today and i will see you in one of our upcoming podcasts if this is the type of podcast that you like then come back every tuesday and there'll be a new case mystery or conspiracy and if you just like listening to my podcasts thank you so much. I'll be back on Thursday and then again on Saturday with just my usual scheduled podcasts. Have a lovely morning, evening, afternoon, wherever you are in the world and I'll speak to you next time. Bye for now.